Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. Get ready. Whereas I've already said we're in a series called Identity Theft. Your identity was stolen back in the Garden of Eden. And man has been trying to learn who they are and what they have in God. God has been setting up uh, this whole uh, time to bring Jesus into the earth. Now Jesus came and died where we can enter in. Did you know that you were born for this time? That you were born for this day? That God put you on this planet right here, right now? Not by chance. That you were put on this planet to be the light, to be the salt, to be an ambassador? Oh, Lord, that's a lot. It's not. And this, today we're going to look at how easy it is. And we're going to look at some foundational things. So uh, we're going to talk about restoring your identity and uh, restoring it through uh, the Beatitudes. There's a lot been said about the Beatitudes. Uh, let me just break some of it down right quick. The word Beatitude comes from a Latin word, Beatitudo, meaning blessedness. The phrase blessed are... And each beatitude implies a current state of happiness or well-being. Being. Well-being. You know, the Bible says, be being filled. Be being. I'm here, I'm going with the bees. You got to be in Christ. Be being filled. Be well-being. Be. Be well. Be well. Be blessed. Be whole, be strong, be forgiven, be quickened, means made alive to the things of God. Be, what, what do you be? Are you ready to be? Are you being? And so as we look at these things, well-being, this is a, an expression held powerful meaning of divine joy and perfect happiness. To the people of the day. In other words, Jesus was saying divinely happy and fortunate are those who possess these inward qualities. Who? Inward qualities. These are inward qualities. And if you listen to them, they go right along with love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, meekness. Huh? They go right along with the fruit of the Spirit. And so... uh, While speaking of current blessedness, each pronouncement also has a promise of a future reward. So you got to be be first to get the reward. Hey, hey, too many of us chasing a reward when we ought to be. Let's be first. We be in Christ. We be first. I know I'm hammering it. Stay with me. You say, "Well, well, well... Do you know this is the most studied passage in the Bible? Matthew 5, Sermon on the Mount. It's been broke down. Uh, John Wesley uh, studied it hard. Um, hmm. Martin Luther, I cannot repeat what he said about people trying to mix this up. I mean, he, he called them names, what we would call ugly names. He said, because in the dark ages, they said the Beatitudes are just for certain people. Martin Luther said, y'all crazy. I'm I'm being nice. 
He said, y'all crazy is for everybody. The Beatitudes are for everybody. And, and somebody said the Beatitudes are like the preamble to the Constitution. Well, I don't know what that is. All right, we the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare at hand. Huh? You know, you know, I, I may not speak good English, but I know a little bit. It's the preamble. It sets up the constitution of what we're supposed to have. The Beatitudes are what we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to have and how we're supposed to act and how we're supposed to live. Christian. Christians can't live like they want to live. We have to live to a standard. And the Beatitudes, God's given us a standard. And whoa, whoa. Listen. If you've been saved a long time and you're not lining up to the Beatitudes, you got to get in there. Let's get in and dig some stuff out. You know, you ever had dirt under your fingernails? Sometimes you got to scrub it out. My daughter used my toothbrush one time to scrub the dirt out underneath her fingernails and then lotioned her hands with my toothbrush. It looked clean. I even scalded it. It wasn't, Brittany goes, it wasn't me, and it wasn't. <laughs> Let's dig into this. Let's look at Matthew 5, uh, 3 through 11. We're going to read this right quick. This outlines, uh, John Wesley said, this is outlines the ethical principles of Christians. Ooh. So let's look. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 4, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And verse 11 goes with it. Blessed are you when, you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. And, and verse 12, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So let's pray and we'll break these down. Father, we thank you for your word today. Holy Spirit, we welcome you again to teach us and guide us uh, and, and correct us today. Uh, show us your love. Show us your word. Holy Spirit, uh, stir in us and reveal things to us. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you look, we're going to start with number one. And uh, we'll, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. That's Matthew 5, 3. Recognize your need for God. Recognize, number one, recognize your need for God. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, you know what? When people think about poor, P-O-O-R, they always go to money. It's not about money. You know, I, I heard an old statement, you know, this man had, uh, had 50 hunting dogs. They said he was dog poor. I said, no, you're not poor with dogs. No, he, what he means is the dogs were making him poor. And, and so, you know, uh, get rid of some of the dogs, you know, is what I was going to say, but he couldn't. But what it means Blessed are those who humbly recognize their need for God, for they will enter his kingdom. 
Listen, you need God. You know what happens when somebody gets saved long enough? They start looking down their nose. I've seen people been saved five years and look down the nose at people that come and live the way they live. I said, you was that way five years ago. How are you looking down your nose at them? We don't want those kind of people in our church. That was you. <laughs> you know, when you point your finger at somebody, you got three of them pointing back at you. Remember that. You and I, I need God. I need God more than you. I'm going to go ahead and say it. You need God. And we have got to know that we are spiritually poor without God. We need God. Now, this, is, this, is, this is short, but it's powerful. And you need to get this in your heart. You don't, you, you'll never be in a place where you don't need God. Hallelujah. And I love God. I love hanging out with God. You know, it's like hang, going to Grandma's house. You know, you go to Grandma's house. Man, oh, man, Grandma can fry some chicken. Grandma can make some cornbread. Grandma, you know, go to Grandma's house. Uh, my wife would drive up at her great-grandmother's house. You could smell the yeast rolls in the yard. Woo, we at Grandma's house. You know, that's the way it is hanging out with God, knowing that you need God and getting in his presence. My goodness, it's good to be in the presence of God. It feels good. It smells good. It tastes good because it is good. Amen? So we need God. We're not spiritually arrogant. Come on. And not only once we get short up with this, we recognize everybody needs God. That person that's, that's dirty and stinking and whatever they're into, they need God. Just like we need God. And so we got to get stirred up. We always need God and everybody needs God. Jesus said, I don't do anything except the Father tells me to do it. Oh, to get into that place. Whew, to live there every day. That's, that's hard because your flesh wants to rise up. Your mind wants to think ugly thoughts. You know, always. And you got to control your mind. you got to control your thoughts and just, just like they sing. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. Can't do enough. Can't do enough. But Jesus did enough. Glory. Let's go to number two. We got to hate sin. If you don't hate sin, you're not recognizing what sin would do to you. Or you have forgotten what sin did to you. Or maybe you were saved as a child and, you know, you, know, you just... <laughs> Here's, here, listen, there was a guy, an atheist, true story, had a dream. He had a dream. And he recognized there was a fence and he saw all the people who love God on the other side of the fence. And he looked around him and all the people with him, he recognized they don't love God. So he's like, I, I got to make a choice. So he ran and he got up on the fence trying to make a decision. And when he got on the fence, he didn't see anybody on that side anymore. And he didn't see anybody on this side. He's standing on the fence and he's thinking, what, what happened? And all of a sudden, the guy that he recognized to be the devil, he didn't have horns and a pitchfork. He looked like somebody else, you know. He appeared to him and said, oh, I've been looking for you. He goes, oh, no, I had to make a decision. I'm on the fence. And the devil said, that's all right. I own the fence too. He woke up calling out to God. Christian, we can't get on the fence. We can't live on the fence. This, this is calling us to go, we're going to live for God, and we got to go deeper. You can't live on the fence. 
because offense belongs to the devil. That man repented, woke up repenting, crying out to God, and got, got his heart saved, got saved. Isn't that amazing? You know, you, you start thinking about how powerful the devil is and how powerful all... Man, people have experiences with God and, and, and seeking just spiritual things. We, we got we to gotta start believing for people to be changed, people to have dreams. You ever prayed for somebody to have a dream? You need to pray that they have a dream. That might change their life or that they have a vision. Because, you know, some dreams are surreal. You wake up, you know, you ever had that fallen dream? You, you wake up and you're grabbing the sheets. Whoo! I can catch real good and I can throw pretty good. And my daughter's about two years old. Me and my uncle was playing pitch with her. She was just cackling and laughing. Now, we weren't very far. But we could catch, and we were just having a good time. She was just laughing. This was this one. And she loved it. I had a dream that night that he threw her. And I'm doing this number. And I woke up said, I'll never throw her again because of a dream. I, I, I don't know why I'm picking on that, but, you know, that's what we need to pray is somebody wake up from a dream and seek God. Wake up. God, God can do that. God can answer your prayers. I had somebody call me. Not, I don't know get off of this, but somebody called me, and they're running from God, and they said, I had a dream. And it was a God dream. I know it was a God dream. I said, glory to God. God's calling you. God's speaking to you. So we need to hate sin. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who mourn for their sins, for they shall receive forgiveness and life eternal. It ought to bug you to no end that you missed it. It ought to bug you to no end that you messed up. It ought to bug you to no end that you got mad and threw a hissy fit. You know how many people, when I tell them, what I, you know, I pastor a church, and they go, well, I know some pastor threw a hissy fit in front of them. I know people won't go to church because they saw a pastor steal something. <gasps> I, I, I know pastors threw a hissy fit over a bill. Can't believe y'all charged me for that. Ha! Vomited all over the people. You know how to handle somebody overcharges you? You try to talk them. Look, I think this is too much. And if they won't change, never use them again. And you save your witness and you loved them. But you don't want a hissy fit. And I've seen preachers throw a hissy fit. In restaurants, come on, we're, to, we're called. Listen, we're supposed to hate sin. That's sin. That's selfishness, is it not? That's what these beatitudes, they're dealing with selfishness. Oh, my. We're, you know, God hadn't called us to be selfish. He's called us to know who we are in him and to share the gospel. Some people get saved, well, we're the only ones. Our church was descended from Peter. And uh, I've heard this. You think I, I? I wish I was making it up. Uh, we, we're from the line of the apostles, and our church is the church. Really, all can come and receive. God would that all come to repentance. God would that all come and give their heart. You know what it is? Is as uh, well. We got this, and y'all don't. We're better than y'all. I still pride. I got something you don't have. And so, so we need to hate sin. Blessed are those who mourn for their sins, for they shall be forgiven. We need to be quick to repent. 
My goodness, when you miss it, clean it up. <laughs> you know, if you let a, a baby walk around with a diaper on, or it gets full and it starts leaking. That's the way sin does. Think about that. It gets messy. If you don't clean it up quick and stop it, it gets messy. It just keeps getting worse and worse. If you you got to take care of it. Be quick to repent. 1 John 1, 9. He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from unrighteousness if we ask. Remember last Sunday, I, somebody was griping to me about, well, they ought to forgive me. They ought to forgive me. And I'm like, man, Holy Spirit, how can I help this? And, you know, they haven't forgiven me. And I'm like, oh, who's in the wrong? And all of a sudden he said, have you asked? And I said, hey, have you asked them to forgive you? <gasps> well, I got to go. If you want forgiveness, ask. God forgives liberally. Men may not, but you're still supposed to ask. Well, that's hard. Man, I've asked people to forgive me, and I didn't even mess up. They was mad at me. But I don't want them to live in sin and keep from going, you know, from living a godly life. From going on and being a witness, and all they're going to do is grab about me. Man, I won't, come on, I'll, I'll, forgive me. And if I've ever missed it with you, forgive me. See, that, that's the place we got to be because it ain't about me. I'm going to heaven. I want you to go too. I want you to live a clean life. I don't want there to be anything that hinder you from having the blessing of God in your life. Huh? Why are you forgiving them? You need better. There's a lot of scripture about ooh, unforgiveness. Bitterness. All right, we'll get off of that one. That's hurting, isn't it? Number three, submit to God and serve man. There's a scripture, first, first John. John's the apostle of love. John said, if you cannot love man whom you see, how can you love God whom you do not see? And if you say, I serve God, and you don't serve men, you're not serving God. Because God called us to serve him by serving people. What did Jesus do? Jesus was the king of the world. Jesus was the savior of the world, and he washed his disciples' feet. When's the last time you washed somebody's feet? Gross. You know, some people wear sandals and flip-flops. They don't need to. Help me. Okay. Y'all ain't liking that. I'm sorry. Matthew 5, 5 says, Blessed are the gentle, for they will inherit the earth. And on your sheet says, Blessed are those who submit to God as Lord, humble and meek, for they shall inherit everything he possesses. Hey, so that, that you know, that part was put in us. All these things are inside you when you get saved. You just got to develop it. And it's hard to be meek when you're in your flesh. But in the spirit, you can get meek. And I didn't say weak. I said meek. You know, people hem haw, well, you know, they're just trying to be meek. You know, I don't, they don't deserve that. And you're trying to give them something the Lord said give you. You know, and they just going to, they want to be meek. That ain't, no, that's weak. Moses was the meekest man on the earth. And he led a million some odd people out of Egypt. 
probably, probably closer to three. Can you imagine that can drive you nuts? And it did. And his father-in-law said, you need some help, boy. You're crazy. Because they go, well, Peter stepped in my tent. I got his footprint right here. He just stepped and looked in my tent. I want you to get Peter. And Moses said, we ain't got time for that. But he had to listen to that stuff. He was not weak. He was meek and that he was submitted to God. Are you submitted to God? Blessed are those who gentle, who are gentle. Blessed are those who submit to God as Lord, for they will inherit. Is he your Lord? Do you follow his word? Do you follow his direction? Do you follow his spirit? That's meek. Not my way, his way. Well, this, this, you know what? This is basic training. This is simple, but we got to go back to it. Maybe this is what's hindering you from going to the next level. I really want to go to the next level. I really want to go to the next level. I hope you want to go to the next level. This is the next, this is the foundation to go to the next level, to spring forth off of. But you can go to the next level and then you want to chew your neighbor out. Mm. It's going to hinder you from going to the next level, isn't it? Number four, desire only the Lord. There's a lot of things to desire. We live in America. We are the entertainment capital of the earth. If you don't like football, they got baseball. If you don't like baseball, they got soccer. If you don't like soccer, you got fishing. If you don't like fishing, you can go hunting. If you don't like hunting, you can watch, you know, you can go be on the dance line. If you don't like the dance line, you there's something to entertain you in America, isn't there? We got to be careful that our desire be only of the Lord. And I didn't even go into to desiring somebody else. That's a whole nother world. Desire only the Lord. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are those who passionately long for Christ, and he will satisfy their souls. That's what's on your sheet. Somebody asked me, you know, I, I grew up in a denominal Baptist church, and, and, and they asked me, man, what, where do you get that teaching? Where do you get that? I said, well, if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, God's going to meet you. Brother Hagin said, if you get around the slippery creek bank, you're going to slide in. You know, if you get hungry for the things of God, God's going to meet you. But you got to be hungry for it. It just, you know, you're not just walking down, ooh, I just got hungry for God. No, it don't happen like that. But here's the thing. If you start studying the Word and you start seeking God, Woo, you start, wait a minute, this is what I've been looking for. This is what I've been needing in my life. This is the word. This is the spirit. This is what I need. And it makes you hungry, hungry to go deeper, hungry to want more. Are you hungry? Have you lost your hunger? We ain't got Snickers bar to pass out today. That commercial, you know, show somebody in the flesh, being a diva or whatever, and they give them, they come back to themselves. You know what? We got to keep ourselves and come back to ourselves with the Word of God to live by the Word, to hunger and thirst. Blessed are those who passionately long for Christ. Huh? Where's your hunger? I, I'd like to say you're hungry because you came to church. You know, a lot of people go to church because it's the right thing to do. 
whether I preach or not, I'm going. I, I, I'm hungry for God. I, I want to see. I listen to anybody too, at least once or twice, to, to see, man, if something, if that stirs the hunger in me. There's some people stirs the hunger in me. Some don't. That's why there is God loves diversity. That's why if you don't like that preacher, don't listen to him. But find somebody that stirs you, to draws you closer to him. That's, where you, that's why there's diversity. If you don't fit here, there's a church. There's 19 other churches. Or probably, I don't know how many other churches in town. I'll miss you. But you got to be fed. You got to have somebody making you hungry to stir you to go deeper. And this ain't, you know, uh, it all gone. This ain't making, yeah, this ought to make you hungry to, 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 to live for God. And this is his word. We need to desire only the Lord. Uh, what does it say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things are added to you. Seek ye first the kingdom. Kingdom first. God first. Our desires only of the Lord. There's nothing wrong with going to a football game. There's nothing wrong with going to a baseball game. There's nothing wrong with everything that I name unless it comes first. Have you met somebody that was their religion? Okay, I'm going to give you an example. When I played basketball in high school, we had a boy, and he was probably the eighth or ninth man. Didn't get to play a whole lot. But he goes, you remember you remember that game when we went to, when we went to Fort Chisel, when we played Fort Chisel? Uh, you, had, you had eight points and, and nine rebounds, and he had 37 points, and the other guy had 14 points. I'm like, how do you know that? How do you? I, I just play it. I'm just having fun. But he's keeping stats. You ever met somebody like that? He could really memorize scripture if he'd have put his mind to it. Think about that. You know what I get convicted about? I know 20 million songs. Some good, some bad, some in between. You know? Like that old time of rock and roll. Where'd that come from? See, it's in me. But guess what? When you say, I, I, I just can't get script, I can't remember them. Yes, you can. You're not developing it. You're not stirring it. You're not trying. And you know, God invented music to help us remember. I'm going to cheat and tell you a story. You know how I know the preamble? Because I learned it in a song. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, you know, I know that from a song. My, my daughter can sing the song in the 50 states. And I can't even get past Alaska. But, but, they learn the states by singing. You can learn the word. Why do we sing the word? We sing mostly the word around here. You got to dig it up. What we sing lines up with the word. There's some things that you sing don't line up with the word. Even hymns. Some hymns are phenomenal. But give me a little cabin in glory lands not in the scripture. It's not. And some people think, just give me a broom and let me sweep for God, you know. No, you're a child of God. You're not a servant. We serve from childhood. I'll do anything. It's like I, I'll do anything for my mother. As a matter of fact, when I go home, I'm fixing a Lincoln sink, and I'm, I'm, I'm fixing a roof if I have to. I'm doing things not because I'm her servant. I'm her son. I love my mama, and I serve God not because I'm a servant, because I'm a son. I love my God, and I love Jesus, and the Holy Spirit empowers me to serve him. And it's fun. Forget that. We're like, you're too sweet. Oh, you know, 
We act like we're a, we're a toddler trying to learn how to walk. I can't do this. I can't do this. And then they sit down and they go back to crawling. But once you get on your feet with God and start walking in things of God, guess what? It gets exciting. It gets fun. It, it's one of the greatest things there is. Okay. Don't believe me, do you? I need, thank you for that. What, what number are we on? Number four, number five. Be kind to others. Oh, some people don't deserve to be kind to. But that don't matter. That don't matter. Jesus was kind. They pulled his beard out. How was he kind when they did that? He didn't say nothing. He could have called down angels. He could have called down a multitude of angels. He probably could have spoke the word like he did to the tree and they'd have died. You don't think about that being kind. Holding your tongue can be kind. We always think about being nice to somebody. Sometimes holding your tongue is being kind. Walking away is being kind instead of punching them out. Don't look at me like you, oh, I would never do You thought it. Don't even go there. You know you have. You've thought it, but, but the Bible says be kind. Be kind to one another. Uh, be kind to others. Matthew 5, 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. You could beat somebody up, but you're showing them mercy by walking away. And then, it, you know, when you think about it like that, though, isn't that a little prideful? Because I could have knocked you out. All right. Blessed are those who show mercy through forgiveness, kindness, and compassion, for they will receive mercy. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. You may get away with it, but you reap what you sow with God. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And guess what you do to somebody else? They're a child of God or have the potential to be a child of God. Oh, mercy. You know, people want the pulpit. You know where your pulpit's at? Where you live, where you work. You got to be kind to those people that are evil because your, your kindness plants seeds. This is the old saying. Most people won't listen to a sermon, but they'll watch one being lived before them. Live the sermon. Live God. Live these beatitudes. Be again. It's an attitude that you should be. You should be this. You should be these things. Be kind to one another. Be ye kind to one another. That, that's a commandment. I know y'all sitting there like, well, no, this, I, you think of somebody right off just popped in your head. Be kind. What did Jesus say? If you're kind and, and love people, it's like pouring heaps of coals on your enemy. Uh, you know, I think that's really out of context, but that's how it's preached. But you think about it, you got to be nice. You're planting a seed into somebody. You want to see them changed. Be kind to them. These, these, these are tough when you start really dwelling on it and thinking about, you know, because people be rude to you just go out driving through to get coffee or go, going through McDonald's. Is it you again? You want the same old thing? What's wrong with you? You know? All right, I'm going to quit meddling. Number six, stay 
in a place of repentance. This is where we should live, believer. Always repenting. Always in a, in a place of kindness. Blessed are the pure of heart, should they see God. Blessed are those who have, have been purified from the inside out. Being made clean and holy, and they will see God. It starts on the inside. All right. What would I look like if I came in and I looked like a clown? You know, white face, nose, had a big red wig on, big red shoes. You wouldn't recognize who I am, but it's still me because I'm who I am on the inside. So on the inside's where you got to remain clean. We've already talked about be quick to repent, but walking in a place where you're repentant, walking in a place where you're staying there, living, that's where you live, that's, where, that's what I be. Huh? Be, be being, be a child of God. Let me, let me just do a commercial break. On the back, some of you got it. I, I announced this, our position in Christ. I've got 92 on this sheet. There are 136. Some of them are duplicated. I want to do a commercial. Anybody ever heard of Blaise Pascal? In the 1600s, he was a physicist. He was a mathematician and a philosopher. Guess what? In the 1600s, uh, they didn't separate Christianity from science. Today, they want to separate science from Christianity. Blaise Pascal was a, was a, a physicist, a mathematician, and philosopher. And this is what he said, not only do we know God through Jesus Christ, but we can only know ourselves through Jesus Christ. We only know life and death through Jesus Christ. Apart from Jesus, we cannot know the meaning of our life, our death, or the meaning of God, or ourselves. Isn't that good? You know, 140 times it says, be in Christ, Matthew 8, 1, we started this series off with Matthew 8. It says, therefore, it, therefore, there is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. And 39 says, no height, nor depth, nor any creature shall separate us from the love of God if we're in Christ, which is in Christ Jesus. And he said, we got to be in Christ. At, on, so on the, at the welcome center back there on the left side, there's a sheet. You need to go and read these. You need to put these into your heart, that this is who you are. You recognize that you're in Christ, that you're a believer. I know it's a commercial break, but you, I can't preach all everything about being in Christ. I'd go on and go on and go on. Next Sunday, we're going to talk about maturity in Christ, who you are. But you know what? I've done three Sundays on come on, let's shore it up. Let's build it up. Let's go back. Let's, who are we? What are we supposed to be? How we're supposed to act? How we're supposed to live? What God called us to be? Who does he say that I am? These are the, what he says I am. Who does he say I am? You know that Jesus asked the disciples, who do they say that I am? And what did, what, did, what did Jesus tell Peter? You love me? Feed my sheep. You love me? Feed my lambs. You love me? Feed my sheep. That's the, I'm going back. That's the beatitude. If you're going to serve God, you've got to serve man. If you love God, you love people. That's what Jesus said. But how many of us, 
we go through life like this. And we don't look at anybody. Because I might have to speak to them. I might have to be kind to them. Now, if you're in a bad mood, it's a good, to, it's a good thing to do. Huh? But you know what? We're supposed to be kind. We're supposed to be living it out loud. This is what we're to be, a Christian. It's what he called a Christian. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Let me just do another commercial break by the Spirit of God. He calls a sheep. Jesus calls, or Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. We're sheep trying to help you. Go back to these beatitudes and remain a sheep. If you don't do these beatitudes, guess what? You'll get bitten by a wolf. And you don't die, you become a wolf. How I many you know as a shepherd, as a pastor, if I don't live these beatitudes, I can become a hireling and get off and be all about me. If you're going to come to this church, I've seen it. So I got to keep myself from becoming a hireling and I don't want to be a wolf and you don't want to be a wolf either. The beginnings of a wolf are complaining and griping and carrying on with that lights out. When are they going to fix that light? When are they going to do that? How come the air ain't on? I'm sweating. I'll save that for last. Let's keep going. Guard your heart. Guard your heart and main and be. And so look at number seven. Be God's representative. I already did that. We started off. You're his ambassador. Oh, identify with him. Be his representative. Does anybody have any kind of jersey on or any kind of representative of a, uh, 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 he got a Smoky Mountains jacket on. Uh, he's representing the Smoky Mountains today. Huh? You know, you ever seen somebody wear a Jesus shirt? Where's Mark? Is that a Jesus shirt, Mark? No, huh? And there, he's got his legacy shirt on. He's representing. There he is. Anybody else got something on that I, I need, I'm missing? You know, he's representing Gap. You work for Gap? You got money? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I got, I got, I got a Gap socks. I don't have socks on, but I do have some Gap socks. I'm making fun. We're to represent Christ. We're his representative. And it ain't all about the bumper sticker or the T-shirt. It's what's on the inside of you. It's how you live. It's how we live. I'm making fun of people wearing stuff. I had a LSU jacket on two days ago. But, you know, somebody bought it for me. I'm going to wear it. I got a Virginia Hokie jacket, too. I, I wear it. Yeah. <laughs> so where is representative? Matthew 5, 9, blessed are those. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they should be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who have been reconciled through God or to God through Jesus Christ and bring the same message of reconciliation to others. All who have Peace with God are his children. We're losing a grip on reality when we lose our peace. Let me say that again. We lose, it, we lose our grip on reality when, uh, as a Christian when we lose our peace. Man, the devil's after your peace. He's after your faith, and he'll do whatever he can to steal it. He's the thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to make you trip and stumble where you don't look and smell like a Christian. Or sound like one. That's his motive. Recognize it. When you start getting, you know, you ever seen somebody get red and it just kind of rises up? You ever felt that flush feeling? 
That's the devil. Listen, listen. The fruits of the Spirit are not being a jerk. The fruits of the Spirit are not anger. The fruits of the Spirit are not telling somebody off. The fruits of the Spirit are not being mean to the people that work under you. Okay? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, meekness. We got to maintain it. And I tell you, man, I've had, I've had people work under me and they just, woo, let me walk away before I just go get a gun. Huh? Over silly stuff. Y'all, y'all come in, you know, there's a, a wire that comes to your house that feeds electricity. And, you know, you, it's pretty safe to touch, but you don't know what's frayed that wire in any place. And I had a guy on the roof working for me. I said, dude, watch that wire. You don't know. He just go, well, duck, it don't bother you. He's running his hand up and down. And I'm like, idiot, ding, 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 right over your head. And, and you know what? You say, well, that's not, not, no. He's already fell off the roof and broke both ankles before doing stupid stuff. Y'all need to get rid of him. I'm walking away. I'm just going to get in the car and, and, and you know, some people will stir you, but you got to maintain it. Look, we're God's representative. We are his representative. And you know what? Who knows it? The devil knows it. you got a target on you. That's why the Bible says that we have a shield of faith, that we have to maintain our faith every day. We put on the, you know, you don't have to literally put on the salvation helmet or literally, but you have a shield of faith. Use your faith. I sat in the car and prayed over him. I want to do other things. But I prayed over him. See, we have to deal with our flesh. Okay, yeah. I know, y'all sitting there so sweet. Let's go to number eight. Boldly live for God. Not be ashamed, but to boldly live for God. Now, have you ever met the in-your-face Christian? You know, I don't think that's what it means. I think that when people know that hell is attacking you and you're still living for God. When they say we're closing, you're going to get laid off. And you just smile, it's all right. God's got my back. Because I've been there. And they come running to me, what you going to do? You just bought a car. God's got me. God's got me. I'm trusting God. I'm believing God. To boldly live for God. Matthew 5.10 says, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. I'm sorry. Yeah. For righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are those when people insult you or persecute you and falsely say all kinds of things of evil against you. Man, what? <laughs> We're in America. You know what? We got persecuted today. It rained on us on the way to church. And you know what? The air conditioner quit in church today. We've really felt persecuted. You know, I had my Jesus shirt on, and they said, what, what is that? You know, we, that, our persecution's weak. You're going to live both. You know, I've had two people that said they went to China, and you know what the message they wanted to be taught? It's how to witness to the person that's fixing to kill them because they know when they get caught, they're going to be killed. Huh? They said, I need y'all to teach me. You know, you, 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 when, and I, I always think about it too. The Coptic Christians 
are being killed by Muslims. And you ever wonder, you know, and I know we go Coptic. I don't want to be a Coptic Christian because they're always getting killed. You know what a Coptic means? Egyptian. They're from Egypt. We're American Christians because we live in America. Egyptian Christians are being killed by Muslims. They're burning them, drowning them, crucifying them. I mean, can't we just live a little bit for God? Can't we just let our light shine? And, you know, the song's wrong. This little light of mine. No, it's a big light. It needs to be a big light. You know, it'd be a shame to pray. Somebody says, well, so-and-so's going, well, let's just pray for him right now. And they'll be going like, what? Huh? I, every boss I've ever had, I've witnessed to him. Every boss I've ever had started going to church because I just lived it. Matter of fact, the job I left here, I told him I'm going up to preach, and he started crying. You're gone. I said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Kind of overacting here. Spirit of God set on him. See, the Spirit of God was set on you to be a light. They're going to watch how you react when somebody persecutes you, somebody makes fun of you, churchgoer, Bible thumper. Huh? Work on your smile. Come on, everybody smile. Work on your smile. You can go cry before the Lord and let him heal you. But you maintain. Maintain. And, and we talk about how bad, and it's bad. Don't get me wrong. From, from when I was a kid to now, America's gone down. Why, why we got to lock the doors at church? Used to, you could go in, I go into church all the time as a kid. Any church. Not anymore. But it's nothing like the Roman government was when Jesus was alive. Nothing like it. They'd kill you just because they wanted to. That's where the scripture comes from, turn the other cheek. We always think it's about a witness. No, it's talking about dealing with the government. They said they come in and take your coat, you give them your cloak too. If they slap you, you don't say nothing, you just turn the other cheek. Because I need you to live to be a light. We think, man, we make it if, if we could just be a martyr. God don't want you to be a martyr. He wants you to be the light. He wants you to live to preach the gospel. And in the rage of a Roman soldier coming into your house just to take whatever he wanted, give it to him. Give it to him so you can live. If they killed all the Christians, who's going to be the Christian? Who's going to preach? Who's going to be the witness? Who's going to be the light? You don't think about it that way, do we? God needs you. God needs you to be blessed. He needs you to live the Beatitudes, to be the light, to live boldly these attitudes. These attitudes, because we're under attack. We are. But if you read about the in the end times when the two prophets come back, they're attacked and it can't touch them because they know who they are on the inside. And that, that's really what it boils down to. We say the power of God's on them. Though. The power of God's on them because they know who they are. The power of God will rest on you in a greater measure when you know who you are, when you know what you got. Drew's a state trooper. He has the authority to pull anybody he wants to over. He knows the rules. He knows what he is as a state trooper. Huh? What do, you, do you know who you are as a Christian? 
Do you know the rights and privileges you have? Or are you just drifting? See, if you don't paddle the canoe, you're at the mercy of the current. And Christian, if you don't live this life, you're at the mercy of the world. And there the devil will beat you up. He will. He comes to steal your walk. Well, my wife. Well, my kids. My kids are this. My wife's that. Oh, my boss is this. People I work with, I can't work with those people. <laughs> I went tuna fishing one time on a boat, and the sailor was cussing like a sailor. And everybody looked at me like, I'm going to be offended. Man, I've worked with people like that before. Hey, that ain't nothing. I've had them cuss me like that before, not the fishing pole, but me at work. Go work Oldfield. Your boss will cuss you like that. It's not me, that's him. That's not who I am. I don't care what you call me. I'm a child of God. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm successful because of God. I overcome because of God. I'm a child of God because of God. I've just, my part is to accept it. I'm going to put that identity on. I'm going to dress up. I'm going to dress up and be like Jesus. I, I, you know, my, I, I thought about, man, my Halloween costume, I wanna, I'm want going to be Jesus. We did that one time. We drug a cross for Halloween down through the neighborhood. Scared the willy out of people. Man, I mean, they're in, they're in costumes, and they're like, oh, my goodness, Jesus is coming. And we were trying to witness to them. They was running from us because they were scared of Jesus. He's dragging the cross and he had a crown on. Be Jesus. Be Jesus today. Be Jesus tomorrow. Be. Be. You know, all of these have rewards. Rewards are not where it's at. It's being again. I'm going to say it one more time. Will you be it? Will you be true to your word? You know, change starts happening when you be. Let me just throw a couple of three others out and we'll close. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with others. Lions of the devil. got to have truth God's the God of truth right be a person of quality or excellence when we think about excellence we think about money like you go in a casino they dress it up marble here and marble there they after your money quality or, or excellence it means you put your buggy up at Walmart huh. excellence means that you know if you only got shorts and t-shirt that's fine but you iron it and come to church now, I'm trying to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up just for a second here you know I'm going to pick on my brother right there I'm just glad he's in church he's having to work every Sunday 
but there's more than him wearing a hat in here. Anybody offended by that? Get over it. Go to church in Africa, you hope they wear clothes. Huh? We're so Americanized. We, we get offended over nothing. I'm trying to help, you know. I'm trying to help us think. I'm glad he's here. He missed so much because he's working every Sunday and he's a hard worker. But we're glad you're here today, brother. <laughs> and, and the thing about it is we, we judge people. That's not being kind. We, we look down our nose and this is not that. Or they're wearing shorts. Or they, I've had kids wear Budweiser t-shirt church when I was picking them up youth. And people get, oh, who cares? They're here. I used to say, you can come with a chicken bone in your nose and a feather in your lip. Come. You'll want to pull it out, I guess. And, you know, maybe not. Jesus may send you to everybody with a chicken bone in the nose. He will. I'm just, I'm just saying, be attitudes, people. Be a Christian. Jesus didn't, didn't kick anybody out. He changed them. He preached the gospel. He lived. He was the light of the world. And he's called us to be that. I can go on and on. But listen, it's not about you and what you think. We judge everything by what we know and what we did. And this is the way church ought to be. Church ought to be about people. And if they come, we want them to be conformed to Christ, not to us. Because when they start being conformed to us, we become Pharisees, aren't we? We don't want to be empty tomb. We want to be full of the Spirit and full of the Word. Full of the love of God. Full of the joy of God. Full of the peace of God. Be quick to repent. Be all these things. Amen? This is how we are. This is who we are. I heard a song the other day in the store said, I'm from the country and that's the way we like it. Well, you know what? I'm a child of God. This is the way we like it. This is the way we like it. This is the way, this is who we are. Not what's on the outside, it's what's on the inside. Let's bow, let's pray. Father, we thank you that you quicken us today by your spirit. Lord God, that you stir in hearts that they would change. Lord, that they would be true to you and look at you and not us. Father, for it's our desire to be a believer, but we know you're working on us stirring people today. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you need to do that. Would you lift your hand and say, Pastor Brett, pray with me? But maybe you're sitting here today and you say, I got saved a long time ago, but I hadn't been living for him and I need to come back to him. If that's you, would you lift your hand? I see your hands. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see your hand. You know, we're all working to stay in that place where we're clean. It's the arrogant Christians that are getting in trouble. I need God. And we all do. So let's all pray together. Say this with me. Say, Father, thank you for restoring me today 
with my walk with you. Father, every day, stir in my heart when I miss it, that I can be clean, that I can walk with you, that I can stay close with you. Thank you, Father, for renewed fellowship that I can get close today and stay there. Thank you for loving me, for saving me. Thank you, Lord, for revealing to me where I need to be and what I need to be. Thank you for the victory that's in Christ, that I'm an overcomer, that I can overcome my flesh with your spirit and your word. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.